Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Coming to you live, Zach Carskiden coming to you live from, or uh, recording from North Carolina on this Thursday, August the 11th. And today we want to continue building upon our prayer and focus of preparing ourselves for the victory. And today we want to focus on uh, Jeremiah 33 3 of humbling ourselves and opening our eyes to the hidden revelation that the Lord has for us as we seek his face during this month of August for revival, not only in our individual lives, but for this nation as well. Now, we want to read this scripture, Jeremiah 33.3, that says, if you remember the song from the 90s uh, within the charismatic movement, it says, call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. And going on and reading the rest of Jeremiah 33, it's talking about the restoration of Jerusalem and of Israel, and it's a point of hope for our believers around the world that what the enemy has meant for evil, God can turn for good, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily just going to be easy. That there's not going to be um, some challenges, some uphill things to overcome and, and get over. And so today as we go through our journey of being sober and aware within the news cycle, praying for the office of the president, seeing what's at their doorstep, seeing what's on their desk, uh, let's really keep our emotions in check because uh, to remind ourselves of why it is we're praying praying these things. And the prayer point Chuck gives in his Reordering Your Day book is, is quite, a, quite a few things here. It says, pray and memorize Jeremiah 33.3, which it, if you remember that song, um, I, just go look it up, Jeremiah 33. It, it's, the, it's that first, it's that um, the entire verse of 33.3, call to me and I'll answer you. And then that's what kind of helps me. Um, and you don't want me singing, so I'm not going to sing it. Um, helps me remember it there. And then it goes on to say, is we need to declare it over the government of our nations, wherever you may be joining us in from. And then ultimately asking the Lord to open our eyes and hopefully the leader's eyes to the revelation that has been hidden from us and from them. And that's where the humbling comes in order and Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about that is make ourselves a living sacrifice so that we can be renewed over our mind to prove the good, pleasurable, and perfect will of the Lord. And in the Hebrew there actually to prove is to be able to discern. So we want to be able to discern the hidden things there, uh, the perfect will of the Lord there that Paul talks about. And then also ultimately keeping ourselves humble and never thinking that we know more than Jesus about the redemptive plan for our lives and our nations and, and so 
we build upon this today, this prayer point, this focus of why it's important to seek the Lord first for the redemptive plan of our individual lives, of our cities, our states, and our nation. And also as we come to the point of the midterms of who to possibly vote for, then the following election, et cetera, et cetera. And it builds upon that. As discussions are heating up, actions are heating up in preparation for the coming presidential election. And, and we're here to focus on the office of the president uh, to start with. <laughs> and then we dilute to how the other actions of those within leadership affect that. Now, first thing I want to get to today is deal with some international stuff and then go through and stay sober and aware about some things that have happened through the recent passage of, of passages of bills in the Senate and remind ourselves that the House still has to pass this stimulus package that passed the Senate this past weekend. But first, I want to start with the China issue. I'm going to play this video from Nancy Pelosi and then we'll discuss. We still support the One China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There is nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, strong a little democracy, bit. Yeah. Courageous people. And, and it's it just, I don't know why. It is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. So you've probably seen this quote. The reason we need to talk about this and understand this is, number one, um, if we take what she says at face value of how China, the one China policy that she said – I'm just focusing on her, then I want to get to some other comments – on this, saying that China is one of the freest societies in the world. Um, those two statements right there do not go hand in hand. And supposedly, the reason she went there was to support Taiwan. Supposedly, you know, she doesn't believe and stand with uh, China, but um, I mean, she gets raked over the coals for this. And, and her, one of her senior spokespersons come out came out and said uh drew hamlin her deputy chief of staff says she meant to say taiwan um ultimately saying that the speaker was referencing taiwan uh, but there's this thing of one china policy that i'll get to here in a second so if we take her on face value uh, that okay she, she, let's say she really meant taiwan but she said china does she have the same problems that the current president of the United States has with remembering what he should and should not say? If they're to pull the 25th Amendment, she herself is to pull the 25th Amendment and have President Joe Biden be removed from office due to mental health capacities. If she's somehow able to get Kamala Harris put in. I'm just thinking through this process. What's to say? How, do, how can we say we would want you there? If you're already mm, – misquoting, speaking out of turn what should be said, uh, that's very problematic. Then there's the thing of, well, did she really mean it because she said it? And then what about this whole one China policy? What, is, what does that mean? Um, 
there are other reports that talk about how um, the one China policy is really meant to supposedly keep the individual states separate of China and Taiwan, which the title alone is just very confusing. And there is a report that came has started to come out for people who are paying attention to what's going on with the U.S. naval fleet that show that the U.S. Naval Institute reports that military um, have continue and will continue to send ships, American ships, through the Taiwanese Straits. And the same quote, pretty much the same quote that was said from Speaker Pelosi was said from um, Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call, who said, our policy hasn't changed. We have a one China policy. This one China policy is is very interesting. And in, in reality, there's also the Taiwanese Relations Act showing that America will defend. And then there's also the Indo-Pacific Act that the United States just signed that President Biden got in to agreement with uh, with Japan and other nations to come to the defense of these partnering nations. Uh, China, uh, Taiwan was left out of them, but it's to in order to stand up to China. Let's remember back to um, what earlier this week we read that uh, former UN Secretary, uh, South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley said that China is throwing a hissy fit. They're trying to bully. And the question would be is, is okay, if we take face value what um, Senate uh, House Leader Speaker Nancy Pelosi said of China, freest democracy, one of the freest democracies in the world, um, that would mean she's trying to combat China's little hissy fit per se from, quote unquote, from Nikki Haley. And then, well, if she really meant Taiwan, why didn't she just say that? think as a speaker obviously okay she's going to speak a lot maybe she make a mishap here and there but the question is why was the mishap said this is very huge um and, and with the fact that naval ships are continuing to be over there we just want to pray for the administration uh the military in this time to really find this hidden revelation to humble themselves and to be wise and aware with what's going on. Hopefully they can listen to what Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is telling them as he was recently in Cambodia with meetings with other Asian Pacific countries. So we really want to be sober and aware about this because these statements are are very troubling to see. These actions are very interesting to see what's going on. And, and not only that, on this side of the hemisphere of the United States, you also have Russian fighter jets um, hitting off a radar over the past two days that they have um, been detected to have flown in Alaskan airspace, so U.S. airspace, um, from the North American Aerospace Defense Command that revealed late Tuesday. So what what's happening with this? What's Russia doing? Does it look at the United States as weak? Um, it looked at Ukraine as weak and moved on it, possibly because of the actions in Afghanistan. Now, what does this mean with Alaska and Russia being close? Are these just exercises? Was this a mistake? Usually on this type of level, uh, there is not really a mistake. So it's something to really, really focus on and pray for this administration, the military, military leaders to have wisdom, 
um, and really have this hidden revelation of what could possibly happen in the days ahead um, be brought forth and, and to their minds and to leaders who have the ability to make a decision. And if those who know about it need to speak up and say, hey, this is this is the revelation, this is the intelligence on this, so be a have them step up no matter you know what affiliation they are if they can um, protect the sovereignty of this nation um, it would be very wise for them to stand up and speak out now you also on an international level i want to touch these because we need to be aware about this is a new revelation came out and um national security advisor jake sullivan spoke out about how the unsealed documents that the Iranian National Guard was involved in the assassination attempt of John Bolton on U.S. soil is very problematic. And the reason we want to point this out is because the Biden administration continues to try to backdoor, front door, however you want to look at it is what they're trying to do is get back into the Iran nuclear deal. And part of that deal would be to have the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps removed from the terrorist watch list. Meanwhile, there are reports coming out being publicized that they tried to commit acts of terrorism on the sovereign soil of the United States. Hopefully, this can awaken people within this administration and hopefully foil the plans. Uh, that this administration is trying to do and get back into the Iran uh, nuclear deal. And as we've read before, we've seen before the economic reports of the increased trade between Iran and China and Russia is really helping deter Iran from wanting to get back into this deal. And so whatever would foil it, um, and it would be disastrous Form. It would just be a complete embarrassment for the Biden administration to go back into a deal knowing that Iran broke the deal from the very beginning when Obama signed it into, into order and, and, and knowing even beforehand um, that it was going to be trouble, problematic uh, to say the least, and it was. Now, on the home front, something to be aware of is in, in with a lot of what's going on right now with – the FBI uh, raid search, however you want to put it, uh, depending on what political pundits you're listening to, is the distract. That's being a that partially a distraction. Are there problems with it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, this is one of those things that's going to have to play out in the court system. If they find something, which all intensive purposes. 99% of people who have a brain and, and can use logical explanation understand that there's really nothing that Trump was trying to hide and that is there. It'll play out in court and it'll fall apart. With the enemy meant for evil, God can turn for good. And there are even those who do not like Trump who are realizing, yeah, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes is it gave uh, Trump even more of a reason to want to run for president if he was even considering not to run. Um, and, and and there is also the fact that DeSantos is backing Trump supported candidates in other states. So he and he's has problems with what the FBI did in Florida under his nose. And so does that mean he'll stay out of it as far as the presidential run race goes? 
I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. But I want to talk about this next story because as we get closer to the midterms and we look at what the prophetic was has been saying over the last several months, we've talked about it before. We paid attention to it. And last week with the emergency health declaration on monkeypox that we saw what happened in 2020 of how they used the mail-in balloting, COVID, and funding, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How that played out should worry people, to say the least. Even if that, uh, let's go back to 2016, and let's say what Hillary Clinton was saying, there are problems uh, with Russia being involved in our election. Okay, let's let's say that's true, and then let's go with what happened in 2020. As there are, We have problems in our election process, to say the least. Now you have this coming up of that's with COVID, they did some things with the election. I don't want to go into it because I don't want to get flagged, but I want to point this out is the administration has now started to make monkeypox an even bigger issue. We have to talk about this because we have to be prepared. We can't be blindsided by this when the time comes. The report out there from the White House, whitehouse.gov, the fact sheet that Biden administration announces key actions and implementation plan to increase vaccine supply. And it's really just a ramping up. So what they did with um, announcing a national health emergency via monkeypox is it allows them to now, as they said last week, figure out what they want to do. Now they've kind of already have a plan in place, which it's like, well, that's kind of fast. In less than a week, you already have a plan to have more vaccines come in. And they're following the same game plan as what happened during COVID, uh, waiving basically the standards, unfortunately, thanks to Trump, uh, with Operation Warp Speed of allowing um, the emergency youth authorization from the FDA to be approved on this um, Genios drug uh, vaccine that has a very short-term trial span and the list goes on and on and on and on. They're trying to dis- distribute it out and out. Um, problems arise, uh, as did the same problems that arose from the original uh, vaccine or jab, so I don't get flagged. I point this out, not to just talk about the vac- this jab and all that stuff, which I don't even have time to get into and really go through, and I don't fully understand it because I'm not a medical doctor, but... I do understand this is that some health this, this is disputed across health experts. Number one, uh, the even in the bottom closing parts of the statement, they're talking about the fact that it is highly impacted upon amongst the LGBTQI plus community. They understand where the outbreak is occurring, but they're pulling resources towards it, and in the places where there are outbreaks are the same type of places where there are problems with election integrity, to say the least. Your bigger cities, blue run areas, et cetera, et cetera. And come the midterms and those votes in these places where they need, they don't need to win every election. They just need to keep the middle ground and make sure that that, that things don't flip um, to where they lose control of the House and the Senate. Margins are razor thin, and you know we talked about this huge and huge uh, red tsunami, red wave, whatever. Well, if that were true, Kansas would have easily 
based upon those who are even registered to revote, Republican versus Democrat, easily amended to their state constitution the right to protect life within their state. So just because there's you hear these political pundits saying this doesn't mean that it is 100% true. We've talked about this before. This is why we want to pray for the voters to and really intercede that their hearts are awakened in this season to be prepared for this coming season and then vote based upon biblical moral values. First they got to get out and go vote. First be registered, then get out and go vote, and then vote based upon biblical moral values. And we did not see that in Kansas. And so the test still arises. And, and Chuck prophesied he felt like the Lord was showing him that Kansas would be a barometer of what would happen to the rest of the nation. So it, it, it's a sign to show the, it's still a battleground. Things are not 100% certain, and we just want to pray for those voters in the coming season as we're seeing this administration ramp up actions that could cause some interesting questions to arise when the midterms occur. Now, moving on, we want to stay updated on this IRS um, hiring of 87,000 plus new agents. Uh, the official report of where the IRS stands now from the IRS comes out as they're saying they have nearly um, 79,000 full-time employees. The number we read the other day from the Washington Post was that there were 96,000. Um, so maybe some of those are part-time. Maybe that was just an old number. Not really sure. Um, they currently have a operating budget of $13.7 billion, so $80 billion or $60 billion. Uh, spread out over the next 10 years is very interesting. And they are claiming – the reason I want to point this out is they're claiming via an internal memo that got out uh, or in a letter to lawmakers that got out is saying the, the uh, IRS commissioner, Charles Riddick, vowed in a recent letter that the agency would absolutely not use 87,000 new employees funded by the IRS the Inflation Reduction Act to target middle-class Americans. Okay, let's take him at face value. What's to say the next IRS commissioner who comes in after him won't do that very thing? You can't guarantee that. So it's very troubling um, to see this. He says, he says, well, ultimately in reality, and, and this is a problem with the IRS. They have old equipment. Um, you, have to fax every, like, you still have to fax everything in. Most millennials don't know what a fax is. Um, I have a problem using a fax because I don't, I don't use fax. Um, so they're trying to update their in system, systems, IT systems, um, other things to supposedly help taxpayers, but then they're going to go after the wealthy uh, uh, cheats is what they're calling it. Now, Nancy uh, – Lindsey Graham actually <laughs> has come out and said that uh, this is troublesome. He gave a good analogy. He talked to he was talking in South Carolina with um, Governor McMaster about how – let's say you go to the fall – you go to a football game in a big SEC stadium or ACC stadium. He was he he referenced um, University of South Carolina and then Clemson University. He says, "Look around you. When the stadium's full this fall, think about how every single one of those people around you could be IRS agents." It's a good analogy to think about because if you've ever been to a football game, um, that kind of puts it in perspective. Think about now: two of those stadiums combined is what the IRS will turn into. He talks about his plan, and this is pretty much double speak. Because um, he he he, he knows when to, to capture the moment, um, saying that he will divert this 
try to divert these funds every year for the next 10 years towards the border patrol where they have like 16,000 agents. So this is where things are 18,000. And this is where some on the right are, okay, here's your plan. All right, cool. We know your plan. Can you get others involved? Others are going to actually support you. What about Democrats? Do American people want this? How harmful is this? Et cetera. So just want to stay up to date on that. Um, the, the more important thing there is the letter from the IRS commissioner stating that they ha currently have no plans of going after middle, middle Americans, even though over half of the audits done last year were on people who made under $75,000. That's the, that's the alarming thing. And next, I, I want to close out on some inflation numbers and remarks made by the president. So you've probably heard this, but this is very, very troubling, and we we just we have to deal with this and talk about this because this is um, quite alarming, and I think shows the the disconnect from the White House and the administration on the reality of boots on the ground. Let's look, take a listen, Danielle. Thank you. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. I pause because that is uh, quite hilarious. Um, and obviously, he's reading from a piece of paper. But the fact that people within the administration think that inflation is at 0% is more alarming than anything. He said because certain things went up and certain things went down means that well, we're at 0%. That's, that's not how it works. Um, and the mainstream media is trying to back him up, trying to support him, really trying to cover for him. Uh, but inflation was still in July at 8.5%. Remind ourselves, the stated goal from the Fed is to have a 1.5 to 2.5 average out median 2% inflation every year. We're well above that over these last several months and over the last year. The decline from June from 9.1 to 8.5 is due to the fact that, surprisingly, energy costs have gone down. Taking credit for it for the release of petroleum from the natural um, strategic petroleum reserves. That might have helped a little bit, uh, but we'll see what happens in the long run as the lack of supply being brought in from the domestic oil and gas industries is at a standstill and in the future – has lack of production. Um, most costs of things are still up. You also have the looming uh, supply issue coming out of China with their responses to COVID and, and, and another round of another virus coming out of China. Uh, supply issues for, for farmers and fertilization. So while, yes, this is kind of taking a dip, the good thing about this is before the Fed does anything, which will determine what happens next, is they want to see a long-term – and they're slow movers on this. They want to see what happens um, 
over the next several months? Is this just a slow takedown? Is it going to go up? Maybe it goes down a couple months until the midterms and shoots right back up after. Who knows? Um, that's what the Fed's really the Fed is really saying as far as what could happen. There are those who are on the Fed board who are saying, well, we're still going to increase rates because we still have to get that inflation down from 8.5% to uh, around 2%. And, and, and that's the key factor is Biden says, well, inflation is 0%. No, inflation is still 8.5%. It may have gone down from 9.1, 40, which 40-year 40 high. It's still close to the 40-year high and higher than two years ago. Uh, and the economy still has a problem, and, and, and the market on Wednesday is shooting up. Any good news for the market will make it shoot up. So we're, we're, we want to be aware about the reality of what's going on, but then also is seek the Lord for this hidden revelation. And, and I don't want to dive too deep into the economic news because we can get into the weeds there. But it's just at this time where whatever's happening in the world is – the Lord can give us strategies and give us a hope for the future because even during the time of Great Depression when most media talk about it as, as one of the worst and – it, and it was pretty bad. I'm not saying that – is they focus on the negative rather than the positive. And the negative is from those who were using debt, who were using the system of the world, who were focusing on what the world's focusing on of interest rates and all this. But if we're focusing – you know, and that hidden revelation that the Lord has given us of staying out of debt, paying off our debts, owning things, not being a, a slave to the lender, preparing us for what is here and coming in the future. And so we want to be sober and aware about what's going on, be prepared, listen to the hidden revelation from the Lord, humble ourselves, and... and realize that for our future and the redemptive plan that the Lord has for us, that we have the trust in Jesus, even in, in our hope and our faith in him. And not saying that you're not, not saying that we're not, it's just sometimes we just need reminders of that. And as we close here today, let's continue to also keep this in mind, but also pray for future leaders to be humble, to have the fear of the Lord. And to listen to this hidden revelation so that we can be prepared to help turn this nation back towards the original intent, which is the nation to spread the gospel of the kingdom to the nations. As we have leaders who are double speak on China, are causing concerns of what to do with Iran, and then domestically with this. IRS deal, stimulus package, and, and, and etc. And then there's the deal with the, the massive amounts of corruption and the two-tier justice system that is being played out. Um, we thought 1984 um, was here. We are beyond that. Um, we're living in a world of Marxism right before our very eyes. And, and, and leaders throughout history in America have said, Ronald Reagan said, we're one generation away from losing our freedoms. Others ha have said, the way America will fall is from within. And China doesn't have to do anything. Russia doesn't have to do anything. They can just let us collapse if we keep going down the path that we're on. And that's where we want to repent, humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, and seek the face of God so that our lands can be healed, hearts can be healed, and souls can be saved. So I'll end on that. Blessings each and every one of you. 
Um, I'll be back tomorrow to close out this week as we continue to pray for the coming victory in the season ahead as the Lord prepares our hearts for what is about to come. Blessings, and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.